What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, Truth Seekers. You're listening to Turn It Up, a brand new show featured on A Measure of Truth on blogtalkradio.com. Turn It Up is all about independent recording artists of all kinds, R&B, rap, jazz, soul, gospel, even country. But the primary reason for Turn It Up is to feature and help independent artists that take it to the next level by showcasing new music, sharing studio recording tips and tricks, to help your track stand out like the pros and industry information to help you choose the right path and keep you in the game. Every week we bring you new artists, industry insiders, and fresh new tracks that you won't be able to hear anywhere else. The truth is, if you're an independent artist trying to make it in the music biz, you need all the help you can get. So let's stop playing. Get your demos together and get ready to turn it up. If you just click the link on my webpage or you're listening on blogtalkradio.com or even the Blog Talk Radio player on my Facebook page and you want to call in live, look, we'd love to talk with you. So give us a call. Here's the number, 347-326-9470. Or if you like, you can Twitter me your questions and comments at twitter.com slash a measure of truth. Also, if you haven't yet, why don't you look me up on Facebook? I'm the Michael Fordham with a photo of me in studio, and you can always email me your questions and comments at a measure of truth at gmail.com. Jua Swahili for the Sun was born in Chicago, Illinois, home of the musical Melting Pot. Influenced early by music his mother played at home, Jua started singing along with what he heard. Some individuals may recognize early in their life their dreams, but only a few dedicate themselves to the actual realization of those same dreams. And then there's Jua. Jua brings a vocal sound reminiscent of jazz and soul singers such as Nat King Cole, Nancy Wilson, Donny Hathaway, Will Downing, and Luther Vandross. 
However, Juan's rich voice resonates with a combination of depth and fresh emotion that is uniquely Juan. He discovered at a young age that the sound of his voice moved others to take notice. My grandfather used to record me performing George Michael songs. I definitely provided great entertainment for my family and friends. Anticipation is a 15-track debut CD by Jua, a new artist from Upper Marlboro, Maryland, sounding like a blend of Luther Vandross, Will Downing Jr., and Freddie Jackson. Jua takes a sensual approach to his music, resulting in a hot album with silky lyrics and vocal arrangements that make you pause and take notice. Jua, welcome to Turn It Up. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Happy to be here. Oh, man, we're glad to have you, man. I've been listening to your <laughs> tracks all week, and man, oh, oh, man, I just got to warn our listeners, I guess, man, get ready to just get mellow. Oh, thank you, man. <laughs> that, was yeah. the, that, was, that was somewhat the point of of, of, of the album, so that's good that, that it struck you that way, so that was oh, definitely the yeah. plan. Yeah, this is definitely, uh, you know, some, some relaxing music, you know, some introspective music, you know. Sure. You know some mind-bending music. I like to call it that as well, you know, something to just, you know, relieve the tensions of the day. I like yeah. that. I like it. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> that was, like yeah. I said, that was definitely the, the plan. So you definitely, I'm, I'm happy that it came through. All right. And tell us a little bit about how you started in your music career. We know that you've been singing since you were very young, but, yeah. you know, how, how early can you really decide to, you know, make this a career? <laughs> oh man. Um well like like you said I've been singing for a long time um from you know as the bio said uh you know performing for my family and my grandfather recorded me and hopefully he doesn't show those videos to anyone else. Um but um to you know really when I got to like 6th and 6th grade middle school I started doing school plays, I did choruses, I did the gospel choir thing. Mm-hmm. Um high school doing a lot of Everything from sports events, singing the national anthem, to once again choirs and all boys state choirs, things of that nature. So during that time, it was always a hobby for me. Um, I never, at that point, I still wanted to be a doctor or a lawyer. I was like, you know, this is fun. I feel like this is something I'm good at, and this is, you know, it's, and, and it's fun. Bottom line, at that age, that's all it was. Um, when I started becoming more serious about it, was college. I think. Um, I started realizing how it affected people. Um, I started listening in a different way, and I could see the feedback. And I know when I was in the gospel choir and I got a lot of really positive feedback, I was like, you know, this is something a little bit more than I think what I gave myself credit for. And Mm -hmm. that I'm a firm believer in that everything does happen for a reason. And I'm a very spiritual person, so I do believe God talks to us. But it's kind of one of those things I feel like you have to pay attention so you don't miss the message. And I think I I slowed myself down enough to start listening to the message. And so in college I started definitely thinking about it a lot more. And being in Atlanta at the time, which was definitely becoming more of a hotbed of of a lot of music activity, I was like, you know, let me try it out. You know, so college was really was was the was the core of when I was starting to be more serious about um music as a profession. Wow, wow. And um the reason why you came to us is um my good friend Monda Webb. Uh, yes. Making this movie, awesome movie, seven thirty three AM. Which yes, I can't yes, yes. wait to see. Um uh, you're yeah, on me too. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I was I was fortunate enough to uh have Monda include my music with the soundtrack for the book and I remember reading it. I I think I took a trip to I think at that point I was I think I took a trip to Brazil and I read it all the way there and I was I was all in. I was like, This is so cool. Um so to be included with that and Monda's such a wonderful individual. Um for her to include me with something that meant so much to her, um I'm I was and I still am very grateful. You know, and it's going to be a great, it's a great book. You know, she has a book support. She's just a great creative individual as a whole, but the book, the movie is going to be awesome. <laughs> and and how did you and Monda connect? You know what? Actually, I met Monda through one of my um, very close friends who I consider family, um, like uncle to me, uh, a brother named Herman Palmer, who's out of um, D.C. as well. And ironically, I met Herman through my work. Um, I used to work um, in admissions for Howard. And I was in charge of an overnight program for um, some certain amount of scholars. And his, I think if I'm right, I think it's his godson, um, came to the event. And so in the midst of him picking Brandon up, he and I 
um, really sparked up a conversation, and we talked for the longest time, and it's been history ever since. I mean, he, he wrote a song on my last project. Um, he is one of the most positive individuals who I've that I've ever met. So, you know, I always tell him it's really a blessing knowing him. And so through her mind, I was able to meet Monda. So, you mm. know, good people surround good people. I always feel like it's really important yeah. that you surround yourself with, with the best people possible to take, you know, who are all along the same lives or um, um, same path and on the same wavelength. So that was a, that was really a blessing that her mind, uh introduced me to Monda. Yeah. And, um, well, don't tell her, but, I, I don't really think too much. When Manda refers somebody to me, they're on. That's it. She's oh. brought me so many good people, honestly. Oh, <laughs> yeah, man. Don't, don't take advantage now. But, yeah, absolutely. She definitely yeah. is a great group of folks. And um, I really appreciate her being able to bring you on and um, share your music as well. And oh, um, we're going to go ahead and put something on um, so that people can get, you know, the gist of what you're all about. What, which okay, one do you think cool. to try first? We've got Dream, Ooh, we've got Hire. I think just, Hire. I think Hire would be a good one. I think that well, okay. that was the first song I recorded for the album. And um, I don't know, it always, it always puts me in a really chill vibe automatically. So I think that would be a good start. All right, give us an intro. Tell us a little bit about what it's about and what inspired you to write this song. Sure. I actually wrote that with my songwriting partner, who also is my manager, Mark Fisher. And we had the track from a really, really talented producer out of D.C., Jay Keys. And I was just, we were trying to figure out, okay, what, what is this kind of, I always kind of go with the vibe of the music. What is it telling me, da, 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 So Hire basically is just about, you know, you've met someone, you know, and it's kind of like, you know, the special lady may have been through a lot, doesn't want to give you a chance, <laughs> not really feeling you. Um, and you're just like, you know, give me a chance. You know, you may have been hurt in the past, but, you know, I'm going to put the time in. I'm going to love you through all of this, and I'm going to take you higher, um, you know, Oh, on top of all this other, you know, negativity that you may have been involved in and that you've experienced, experienced thus far. Um, and so that's really, that's the gist of that one. Uh, the album overall is really more kind of a, takes you on a path of relationships. So higher was kind of mm -hmm. in the starting point of it. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. Okay. Here it is. You are with higher.
lot of uh, great feedback, a lot of support while I was there. Um, it's just great. I mean, it was, what can I say? I think the, you know, the appreciation of music is different there. I'll put it like Absolutely. that. And definitely with, <laughs> and within the UK, you know, they just appreciate you differently, man. I mean, mm-hmm. not to mention they have some some of their own you know, phenomenal artists, you know, that I've listened mm-hmm. to over the years. And um, so, um, you know, I, like I said, I got a chance to, to, you know, share my music there. And even before um, I even went, one of my really good friends who's a DJ, uh, DJ Asia, who has a show called um, Catch a Vibe, who's really my, I always give him a lot of props simply because, you know, he was my key in ASCAP. He played my stuff. That was my way to get into ASCAP. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, he's, you know, and, and I'm a firm believer, you always give kudos to people who supported you it just takes Mm -hmm. one person you know and asia was that for me for quite some time and you know he is there in the uk so you know i always give him a lot of props because you know he really helped me out through that process so a lot of people had already heard my music you know really thanks to him and a couple other people that i work with there before i even got there so that helped out a lot you know tell us a little bit about your um performing in covent garden in that area were you actually outside Yeah, you know, when I did that, I didn't even do that then. I did Covent Garden, actually, as open mics when I was in college. And it technically was the night before I was supposed to come back home from my study abroad program. And my friends took me out, and they were like, oh, you got to try this. And I was, you know, I was like, oh, okay, well, whatever, you know. And, you know, it was a great open mic, and I ended up doing uh, Maxwell's uh, Whenever, Wherever, Whatever. And um, it went over well, man. I had some, you know, some tears in, in the audience. I was like, all right, I'm doing my job tonight. So, <laughs> you know, you yeah, know yeah. how that goes, especially with Leo. You sing, brother. You artist. So, you know, you have those key moments, you know, where, you know, even if you're doubting yourself and you see how the music affects people, you know, it really pushes you forward with, with this path. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, so it was a special night, man. It was it was great. I even had, you know, I've done a lot of open mics, and they even had like background singers and everything. I was like, wow, <laughs> yeah, man. I was like, wow. I was like, y'all know what I'm singing. <laughs> <laughs> they already know. They already knew what you were singing. Okay, I was like, y'all know this song. Now, if you don't, you know, just keep it quiet. We all good. But no, it, it was a great experience. <laughs> wow, that's cool, man. Sure, yeah. And, um, you know, um, tell us a little bit about Dream. I want to put that on next. Yeah, man, Dream probably was, I have to say, it's probably the most, just about the most popular song from Anticipation. Um, I I remember when I first put this out, I went on, that was, you know, especially on MySpace, I went to so many pages and Dream was as their, like, their song on their page. I was like, wow, are you serious? (laughs) Um, It blew me away, you know, but that's the blessing in it. You never know how whatever you're doing is affecting someone else and how they take to it. Um, Dream is just a love song. I mean, it's just really that. You know, I love you. This is what you mean to me. This is, you know, what you do for me. This is how you make me feel. Um, And I, I feel like those are those, you know, a lot of time nowadays, unfortunately, songs really don't say a lot. Yeah. Um, and if they do, it's not really how, what you want to hear. They right. don't craft. They don't craft <laughs> songs very well, unfortunately. So, my actually, mm-hmm. my songwriting partner Mark actually wrote this song. So I give him a lot of props because this mm-hmm. song has been played so many times. And um, so it's, it's just a really, hope, you know, a beautiful song. Awesome, awesome. Here it is, Drive with Dream. Yeah. Uh, turn it up.
in that but let me tell you man you know when you when you when you call a song dream you you got to come with it that's for real it, it's got to be dreamy you know what i'm saying People yeah 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 it. and that's what i like about this because in the beginning you know it was a heavy on the harp and then sure. there was like a transition right like that was a dream and then mm-hmm. reality came in at the end and yeah. and it was like the guy's like, This is what I dreamed of, but guess what? She's still here. Wow. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's, it's the realization. Exactly. It's concrete yeah. at that point. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I got that. That was nice, oh. man. <laughs> look, 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 it's so wonderful when people actually listen to the song and get it. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, man. Oh, awesome, yeah. Yeah, there's so much music today that doesn't give you anything to listen to. You know what I'm saying? No, it's, exactly. Completely. It's a beat. <laughs> It's a beating and a hook. It's a beating yeah. and a hook. You know, and, and, and they're usually exactly. going to one or two places. The club yeah. or something like that. <laughs> 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 so where we going? We're going to the club. The song right, the right. club. Yeah. Exactly. Just, you know, this was that chill back, you know, you could ride to this or you could sit back with your with your with your girl or your wife here exactly. and kick it with that on, you know, setting the mood. Exactly. Up. Yeah, that is definitely did the damn thing on that. Exactly. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yeah, that, that's the point. Like I said, when I when I did the album, you know, I was working full time. I was on the road a lot. So for me, it was just I wanted an album like I, you know, that was just like you said earlier. You know, Michael, just relaxing. You know, for me, I always thought mm-hmm. about you know either when you're driving home and you just want to de-stress, or when you get home and you just sit down and whatever you do, you get your drink on, whatever you do, but whatever that can just take you from that nine to five monotony to just your downtime in the evening to really just relax, you know, get to yeah, know, get back else. to yourself. You yeah, exactly, you know, um, and that was the whole point of the album. In addition to telling a story, you know, I just wanted to create a certain vibe to just because that's where I was at the time, and I think and that was important to me. Yeah. Wow. So tell us about the the release of this um, up and coming album. Has it been? Yeah. You know what? No, it's not. I'm I'm going through it now. I'm working on. I'm starting to work on it now. Writing. Um, this the next album will be definitely more within the jazz realm. Um, so I mean, obviously it'll be soulful because I'm I'm doing it. So, but definitely more within the jazz realm as far as voicings and the approach. Um, I'm really excited. Like I said, that's really what I've been doing the last couple of years. So standards and every other thing. So it'll be a much more introspective album. I've been mm-hmm. through a lot the last few years, and and just you know, once again, like I told you, dealing with school, learning to trust myself. So even my approach to me just singing is different at this point. So mm-hmm. um, 
So I'm highly excited. I've been working with a really talented um, musician here in the Bay Area called Matt Clark, who is phenomenal. He is absolutely phenomenal. So we've been working on some original material, have some great players here in the Bay Area who will play on it. Um, I'm highly excited and blessed because my mentor and really, really family, as I call him, is going to be producing it, um, Brother Onaje Allen Gums. And... um, Mm. For those who may or may not be familiar with him, he's a legend. I don't know any other way to put it. He's a legend. And he's mentored a lot of other musicians, and he's one of the most giving individuals that I have met. And so I'm always very grateful that, you know, he's a part of my life, you know, because he gives me so much wisdom and teaches me so much, you mm. know, every single time. So he's wow. going to be producing it for me. So I'm I'm so excited about that. I'm just like, oh, man, you know, so... <laughs> <laughs> so I'm excited, man. Yeah, I just feel like you know you get to that point, and it's, it's for me it's been a few years, so it's kind of, it's just time to document the journey now where I am right now. So yeah, right, right, okay. And you know, and in the songwriting, you know, I, you know, I love it that you say you're going to share some more of your your life experiences because it's the story that makes the music. You know, pe- people just don't want to hear a song. They want a piece of you. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And, and the more you share, the more people are drawn into um, whatever side you want to put out there And because um, it's authentic and it's real and something that exactly. they can relate to. Exactly. Yeah. I yeah. completely agree. I think people who I'm into the most, that that is what it is. Even if it's not about them per se specifically, you know, they make you believe it. From the first note, they make you believe it. And I'm like, and that, that, that's what it's about. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, now, I, don't, um, I don't know if Mike. I'm sorry. Mike, I don't know if you asked him this earlier, but who are some of uh, your influences? Oh man, um, they've evolved. Um, you know, I think you mentioned earlier. You know, like obviously Nancy Wilson has, has been a big impact on me. Mm-hmm. Um, Luther Vandross, Donny Hathaway, his daughter Layla Hathaway, um, mm-hmm. the Clark sisters. <laughs> um, gosh, who have I listened to recently? I've been listening to a lot of Kurt Elling now. Um, huge uh Shirley uh Shirley Horn fan um so it just kind of ranges it always kind of I think depending on where I am in my process different people influence me differently I think most people hear me so they normally say a lot of times growing up like Luther or Will Downing and for me that's a huge compliment but also as an artist I also want to be distinct so like you know you get to know me specifically Um, I like for people to hear my influences but I want you to hear me at the end of the day so um yeah some those are some of my main influences who else Olita Adams um, Michelle Farrell I like quality you know for me yeah. it's all about quality and people who can truly sing and and know how to use their instrument right and, and, and test themselves as well because you, yes you can't get comfortable in what you do you really got to stay um current and you have to stay um into the mindset that you need to get better each and yes. every time you get in front of a mic so i couldn't and, agree with you more yeah yeah and that's that's really some of the highlight and the key things that I love about some of the artists that you mentioned. I mean, mm. it's always amazing to to hear what they're doing next. And yes. even in concert to hear how they've changed or how they've grown since they've recorded. So, oh, yeah. heck yeah. I think yeah. when I saw Lettucey not too long ago, who was one of the main influences of me deciding to pursue this really hardcore and leave the job and, and, you know, really push this. And, you know, and she is just, I mean, she just blows me away every time I see her. I'm just like, mm-hmm. man, this this ain't no joke, you know. I yeah. Mean, you know, just, yeah. <laughs> you know, and so, you know, so I look, look at artists like that who really work hard to get to where they are. And it just, but it's a, it's a daily battle, but I agree with you. It's like you have to, you cannot become complacent with your craft. You have to hone it. And I feel like you'd be 85 years old still working to get better. It never stops. That's the yeah. part of life. you got to keep it going, man. Keep and on. when you're doing music, too, that's not pop, it's so important. Mm-hmm. That, that you you focus on being an artist. You really exactly you know because there's no gimmick in what you do. Exactly. <laughs> you, and the voice and that is it. You know, and exactly. uh, no flashing lights, no fireworks in the background, no dancing. No. You know, <laughs> Just, because at the end of the day, I mean, there's nothing like live music. And at the end of the day, for me personally, if I go see somebody perform live. You know, you got to, you know, put up a shut up. I mean, this that's the testing ground. So I feel like, you know, those who really know what they're doing, when you go see them live, it's just like, man, they sound even better than on the recording. You know, or they taking it to this place. Or they're doing that. They're interacting with the musicians. You know, to me, that that's the that's it. You know, the best ones, that's how they've always gotten better. They they do it. They perform. You know, they, they play with the best people to get better. Um, and that comes with progressing and want to get better at, at all times. 
Yeah. Now, what have been some of your challenges as being an independent artist, getting out there? I mean, uh, you've connected with some great people, and sure. you, you've got some mentors out there. But sure. you know, pushing it on your own for a jazz mm-hmm. musician is pretty much the norm because this mm-hmm. is how a jazz <laughs> musician comes up anyway. Yeah. So yeah. is, is it any different now that we've got Facebook, MySpace, and so many other venues like Amazon.com and Reverb Nation to be able to put your music out there? Is that made sure? It? Um, no, good question. Um, I think for me, the first time around was more, I guess, within if you, you know, if you want to put it in genres, more neo soul per se, whatever that is. Um, but. Um, and you had a certain community that kind of, you know, kind of was drawn to that. I had to learn all that stuff. Like, what is all this? What is this? You know, all the different social media um, mm-hmm. techniques and different uh, tools that you can utilize. So, um, number one, as far as just problem, and I think for any, most indie artists is, is finances. I mean, financially, that's really the main thing that a lot of, you know, a major label will do. They can put the money up. Um, and so that's usually the main thing. How am I going to get this paid for? you know, to do all the things that I want to do well, on a limited budget. You know, I got to get this done. I got to get it packaged. I got to pay a PR person or whatever. So that's really, I think, the main thing from an indie standpoint for me personally that's been the hardest. And then with a lack sometimes of funds, you're not as visible as other artists. So you have to work extra hard to for people to know who you are. Right. If your stuff isn't played on a commercial radio, a lot of people aren't willing to go online or go to other, you know, other um, mediums that will play the music of a lot of underground artists who are, some of your best out here, but a lot of people don't know mm-hmm. who they are because they're not played on the commercial radio of the 12 songs that they play all day. So, right. you know, that's a big, that's kind of all wrapped up into it. But I think on the pro side of being an indie artist, obviously is ownership. Um, and I think that obviously the whole really system of, of the music industry now has just changed. It's just totally mm-hmm. different. Um, you know, and you have, you know, all these, um, these major labels that are either folding, merging with somebody else, there's always something. And so as any artist, I feel like when you mentioned like having Facebook, having Reverb Nation, um, and all these other avenues, you really can make it do what you want to do. I think mm-hmm. you just have to be very focused and be very educated about what the industry is because I feel like a lot of people have a romanticized version of what the industry is, and it's not the reality. And right, that's young right. artists and older artists who may have been mm-hmm. at, but they haven't had to go this route before, and they're still learning. You know, so you have to educate yourself. You know, that's really important because I feel like if you do, you see all these outlets, man, you can you can make it. You really can make so much happen for yourself now because, you know, because you have all these different outlets and different ways to, to really put your music out there. Um, so I think it's a good, I think it's a good thing. I really do think it's a good thing. I think it's a new and day and age for indie artists to do what you have to do. Like I said, but you have to be focused. You have to be very driven um, about what you're doing and you have to be educated. Absolutely. And you got to be willing to, to um, not let a door close on you and realize that there's always a possibility that whatever they might be able to do for you, you might be able to do for yourself in today's new um, day and age of technology. Very much so. I totally agree with you. I think, and you have to have a tough skin. I mean, I think I had five or six different things planned this past year, you know, jazz festival in the UK, a trip to Taiwan. I had all kind of stuff planned and a lot of that did not come through. They didn't come mm-hmm. through to fruition. I was upset for a hot second. You know, I say my prayers and I keep it moving. You know, like right. I said, everything happens for a reason. It wasn't for me. Um, and it, and it is what it is, you know, and in my time, you know, will come when it's supposed to come, whatever that may be. So you just, my mother, my mother always, you know, it's preached to me, you just got to be ready. Whenever that comes, you have mm-hmm. to be ready so that you don't miss your opportunity. Right, mm-hmm. right. And that's all about discipline, and that's all about staying focused and believing yes. in yourself, just like you said. Yes, very much so. Now, we've got two tracks left to play, and I'm sure. going to put them both on. It's That's All, and I just found out about love. Which one should we yeah. play last? Uh, you should play That's All last. I just think that's this says it all. So. Oh, awesome. <laughs> so just, yeah, That's All, That's All. It may sound cheesy, but yeah. But, uh, <laughs> and, um, and that song probably means one of the most to me to a certain extent for a lot of the songs. Um, so uh, I just found out about love definitely is a, a great pick for the next one. Now, that's a pretty interesting title for a song. I just found out about love. <laughs> yeah. Really? So yeah. <laughs> tell us about that. I mean, that that seems like an epiphany. <laughs> yeah, you know, it is. And actually, I chose it more so about the, the, the first version that I heard 
um, performed, and it was a, a Shirley Horn and a good friend of mine who I've done a lot of gigs with recently. This uh, wonderful singer here called Andrew Claiborne hit me to Shirley, and after living in D.C., mm-hmm. unfortunately, I never got a chance to see her before she passed away. And the last year and a half, I've fallen in love with her music. And you know, Shirley's known for those those ballads. I mean, mm-hmm. just no one compares to how she was able to perform those ballads and play them. And on her album. Um, you won't forget me. I just found out about Love Is Probably one of the, really much the most upbeat song on the album. So I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? As my tribute to her, um, mm-hmm. because of so much that she's given me um, this last year and a half of of, of and music, let me, you know, this is my way of giving back to her um, a little something, some, you know, my way. So mm-hmm. um, I chose to do this in a concert that I did this uh, last summer, and that's this is a live recording of that song. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. All right, here <laughs> it is. Just found out about love by Joao. Nice, nice. You know, that was a boisterous crowd that night. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I I can tell that was a live recording right from the beginning. And it's it's a very cabaret song, you know. Yeah, Yeah. it does give you that vibe. I think depending on how you choose to take it, it very much so is. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a lot of fun that night because uh, those are all my classmates at, at school last year. So all everybody playing uh, were, were classmates of mine and good friends of mine. So it was really a special time for all of us. Oh, really? Classmates? Yeah. Um, well, I was in school last year, and I attended a school called the Jazz School Institute, which is here in Berkeley, California. Mm. Um, and um, great program. They have a community program in the evening, and they have the degree program, which is what I was a part of. And um, that was a rising star concert that they had for institute students and i um it was a duo concert it was myself and the young lady i mentioned earlier andrew claiborne and so um and we just did another gig not too long ago at a jazz club in san francisco so uh it was just a lot of fun man but i think you know when you get to do it with friends and people you're on the same page you guys have fun together it just makes the, the music breathe um it makes it so much more enjoyable and the more fun we have obviously the i feel like the better time that the audience will have yeah, absolutely, man. I was in Vegas, man. I was like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, we want to make sure we, we get this next track in. We've got sure. about 13 minutes left in the show. Um, but the next track is That's All. So that's mm-hmm. an interesting title. It sounds like the end. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Um, that's all actually is, is another standard, just like the one before. The last one was with, uh, I just found out about love was a Jim McHugh composition. Uh, that's mm-hmm. all is by, um, Alan Brandt and Bob Hames. And I've been singing this song for a few years, several years now. And that's why it's so special to me. I recorded this for a demo years ago, just to kind of get my out just for gigging purposes. And through that demo, I've sung this song at pe- close friends, weddings, other people's weddings, um, I've done this song, you know, for a lot of different events, and so it's really allowed me to start really opening my wings and flying. People hearing this particular song, so mm-hmm. I thought it was fitting that I put it on the album simply because it had done so much for me in opening doors. Um, and so, you know, that's what this is. Is that's all? And it's, it, I don't know. It's just I don't, for me, it's a perfect song. I just the melody is beautiful, the lyric, lyrical content is beautiful. So I feel like as a vocalist, it makes hopefully makes your job easy because you have to kind of figure out how you want to approach it and, and just hopefully give, um, you know, do the song justice. <laughs> awesome. So here right. it is. That's all. And turn it up.
I'm sure they get crying, right? <laughs> oh man! Oh man! It's, it's, nice, it's man. a beautiful. Thank you, man. It's it's, it's a beautiful song. I just, you know, you get your staples that you just love to do at any point. So that's that's always been one of my favorite songs, man. Wow! And you, and you went ahead and waited until the end and hit us with the high notes, boy. And it's yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, you got the you got the low, you know, kind of ooh kind of thing with it in the beginning. So you know, you got to flip yeah. it up at the end because people don't expect it. So you know, I always thought right. that's a good thing. Give them a little. I'm a big Phil Perry fan, so you yeah. <laughs> know, a little feel. You know, like the best that I could do. So yeah, so that's how yeah. I took that one. <laughs> uh, well, that was that was definitely three totally different styles. Yeah. Mm. Definitely. Yeah. And it's yeah, pretty very versatile. Oh, thank you so much. I, that means a lot to me. I think one of my pet peeves is listening to individuals. Sometimes, if everything sounds the same, it gets boring. So, you know, mm-hmm. I feel like I, as a vocalist, as an artist, I try to be versatile, but I'm also very confident that whatever I sing is going to still sound like me. And I think that's that's, and I'm a common denominator. And I think um, that's the most important thing where you're not changing up and switching up where you're starting to sound like this person and that person. And and your listeners are like, who is this? And where are you going with this? Versus no, this is uh, this is different, different feel, different vibe. But you know, this is still this is still Jua. So mm, okay, yeah. And tell tell our listeners too where they can. Um hear your music, give them your website. Um, sure. You're on Amazon.com, and just, just tell them anywhere else they can purchase Yeah, it. well, my my main website is uh, Music. so that's J-U-A-S-M-U-S-I-C.com. Um, I'm also on MySpace, uh, MySpace.com, backslash, for, and then it's Son of Sun 1979, and that's S O N. Of O F S U N nineteen seventy nine, and then also Reverb Nation, which is a great platform for artists nowadays. Mm-hmm. ReverbNation dot com, Son of Sun nineteen seventy nine. So same as in MySpace, but just ReverbNation dot com. Um, for anybody who may want to pick up the album, you can get it on iTunes, you can get it on Amazon. In addition, you can go on CD Baby and either get a digital copy or you can order the hard copy of the Anticipation, and that's CDBaby dot com um, backslash Jua J U A. And what so, is the title of the new album that's coming out? Ah, good question. I just found <laughs> that up a couple of weeks ago. It's actually going to be called um, Colors of Life. Um, oh. For me, when I sing and I listen, colors are always associated with emotions, and obviously music is very emotional. So I was just kind of like, you know, when I sing and I listen, people always see colors. So I was just like, let me, and it's an introspective album. So I thought like, you know, what a great way to kind of explain certain things with, with colors and, mm. you know, attaching mm. them to emotions. So, um, so yeah, so colors of life. Yeah, and tell us a little bit about that, too. You say when you sing, you see colors. Yeah, I, I do. I started in college. It's like when certain when people hit certain notes, I see colors a lot of times. I close my eyes, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I see colors. So if somebody hits a note, I remember I you know I may see blue, I may see a color of you know red here. It's just you know different songs, especially songs that have a lot of different emotions kind of wrapped up into one. You see all these kind of like just shining lights. It's always been like that for me. Mm. Um, And so when I sing, even when I close my eyes, that's what I'm hoping to achieve. And it may be a straight line, a straight red, you know, line, maybe quivering blue, you know, but it's, it's odd. That's just, I've always been like that. I've always associated colors with emotions and obviously emotions with music. So a Mm. lot of times that helps me kind of get out what I want to get out as far as the um, emotion. So if I hit a certain note and I kind of feel it, I see the color. If it's off, I'm like, that's wrong. Something is just Mm. like, (laughs) Mm. that's kind of how I see things. It's kind of, it's different, but that's how I've always kind of viewed them. So when I was thinking Mm. about this album and people asked me to describe what I wanted to do on it, that was the only way I knew how to describe it until it hit me. I was Mm -hmm. like, duh, Jewel, that's the that's the whole concept. That's the point of right, it. <laughs> right. And, you know, that's pretty yeah. amazing, too, because, you know, talented people, you know, they, they have a different way of looking at what they do. And it's a part of what makes them better than others, you mm-hmm. know. And it's mm-hmm. really interesting. It's something that I've been trying to sort of pinpoint over and over again and, and looking at people who were either talented or successful and understanding sure. 
how their vision was a little different from some others ah. that may have been trying to do the same thing. So it was sure. really interesting that you would say that and that you could explain it and articulate it so well exactly oh, how Oh, thank it, you so much. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, it takes time. You know, time, and once I say it, slowing down and just paying attention so that you don't miss it. And because I think if I've been moving too fast, I, I, I missed it for a long time till I was just sitting still and it just kind of hit me. I was like, ah, there you go, Jewel. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Well, you know, yeah, you Drew, I, I really appreciate you stopping by. I want to thank Mondo oh, Webb oh. again as well. Thanks, Mondo. Great lady. And, um, you know, looking forward to the the next act you bring by as well. Please, um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I, I appreciate you guys having me. It's, it's really a blessing. And I think any chance that, you know, I'm able to have some outlet to say, you know, meet new people, get the music heard, whatever, maybe um, I'm always extremely grateful because I'm a firm believer nobody has to do anything. So um, I always put that out there and say thank you to everyone listening. And thank you, Michael. Thank you, Leo. I appreciate you guys. Yeah. Yeah, and you got to come back again too before the album release. You know, oh, definitely. definitely, please, please. Yeah, I'd like to talk with you again and hear some of those new tracks as well. Oh yeah, that would be wonderful. I'm definitely down for that. All right, thank you, and be blessed. Thank you, you guys too. All right, okay. man. Special and special thanks to our producer Donna Hardiman, our Michael Fordman. You've been listening to A Measure of Truth and turn it up on BlogTalkRadio.com. Before you go, here's a little something to take with you. Ask God for wisdom daily, but know that your lesson can come from anyone, good or bad, friend or foe. Watch your thoughts. They become words. And watch your words. They become actions. And watch your actions. They become habits. And watch your habits. They become your character. And watch your character. It becomes your destiny. Until we meet again, take care of what becomes of you. Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.